Okay, Love I'm waiting. Anyway, I always make that mistake about talking before because I see it go on my studio. It says uh, going on the air, and I'm waiting for a friend of mine who I'm going to interview today. She's a great story about her family, um, how, wow, uh, they came. They came from Europe to, or actually one man came from Europe and built a life here. And uh, great story. And I know because it's Martin Luther King's uh, day and we respect him, don't we? I love that quote he has. He, he goes, I have a dream. And uh, it's a great quote. And so I'm super excited about that. I'm super excited about, um, uh, how do I say this? I'm super excited about everything actually. Uh, today, uh, when he said he had a dream, he really opened the door for uh, equal rights for everyone. You know what I mean? No matter what race, no matter what color, and such a great spokesperson. So I appreciate the work that he did, it, um, and the work, and some of his ideas continue to live, and I appreciate that too as well. And we have a whole day celebrated to him. So happy birthday, Martin Luther! Right? And uh, I always know that I think. I didn't realize, oh, backing up a minute, I did not realize that he was a um, minister, a Baptist minister, actually. I think I read that right. And uh, But I wanted to make sure we mentioned him today because of the work that um, that he does. Anyway, so how's everybody doing? And I think we're a couple days from the election day. And I've been talking about the um, uh, past shows. I, I know, have you been listening to them, some of you that are listening now or who listen to it later? I've been ta- actually talking about um, our Constitution and the amendments, uh, right? And uh, it's like, well, today's Martin Luther uh, King's birthday. So, as I said, happy birthday once again. And, uh, and, and our two First Amendments we've talked about, uh, freedom of speech, right? And um, also the right to bear arms, right? Isn't that cool? Uh, I love that. Um, and because you can never, I, you know, I'm a big talker. I like to talk and say good things, right? And say important things, what I think is important, but it's, you know, we are not, we're not supposed to be censored. Um, and I think we have been, uh, but that's probably changing now. Um, so hopefully, and, uh, what else I was going to share with you guys is that we have, um, uh, the, um, transition of presidents on the 20th. Um, how do you guys feel about that? How do you guys feel that's going to go? Do you feel it's going to go smooth? I've seen so many conflicting reports about that or broadcasts about it, right? So it doesn't matter how, what people think or say, you know what I mean? Um, but it's, most of all, it's that it's important that they can say what they think and say what they feel. Uh, do, do people doing podcasts really Annoy me sometimes what they say. Actually, yes, on the radio, on the TV, too, as well. So my special speaker is here. I'm going to interview you. You guys are going to love her. Her name's Lisa Coyle. She is a newlywed, and uh, she's not – well, she's wise. She's wise and beautiful, and I'm not – she's not in her 20s anymore, but she just got married a few months ago, a couple months ago, actually. So hold on. I'm going to go get her. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> Hi, Terry. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad you're here. So um, uh, I we I started a little bit early. Uh, I made a mistake, so I apologize about that. But I said I'll talk to everybody and said told them all about you coming on. I'm glad you're here. And I said it well, was Martin Luther King. Well, thank you for King. inviting me. I know you're amazing, and we you know all you guys. She's just got married 
a couple of months ago to her sweetheart. They've been dating for a long time, and she made it official. Or he and her, he and she both made it official. So that's and congratulations once, once again. Both of them are beautiful. Lisa, the, Lisa is like forever ageless and just amazing looking. So and got this huge heart for people and ideas. So I love that. And I I felt it in meditation to ask you to co-host this with me eventually, maybe next week. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, we'll see. But, uh, <laughs> no pressure. Uh, and I was talking about Martin Luther bringing, uh, you know, making sure everybody. I you know they say it's for the the African American or the Black people, but I think it was for everybody, making sure everybody is equal. We all have the same voice. We all have the same ideas that we can convey to people. Um, and that's in the first two amendments, the right of, uh, you know, the uh, right to speak uh, and public speaking and, and say what you feel and, and all that. And also the right to bear arms. So um, I know I, the, uh, what I said is how a man made a journey to the States to fulfill his dream. And I think that was your grandfather, was it? Wasn't it? Yes, he did. Yes. Um, my grandfather immigrated to the United States when he was, I want to say, 14 or 15 years old. Um, he came from a little town in the region called Abruzzi, and it was his dream to come to the United States and have a better life. I remember him telling me the story of how he was on the boat for several days that's how he could get here at that time, didn't have a plane that he could get on. So he traveled by boat across the water and to Ellis Island. When they arrived, he told me that he was so happy, number one, to be in America, that he literally got on his hands and knees and kissed the ground when he got off that boat. And that's I know amazing. that he, yes, he was um, so appreciative for the opportunity to come to this country and to make a better life for himself, for his family, and for his future family. He didn't speak a word of English when he came here, so he took classes. He got his education. He became a barber. He learned a trade, so he opened up his <laughs> barbershop. And um, they nick or he nicknamed it Buckeye Barbershop because we're here in Ohio, and he absolutely loves Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> So um, his nickname was Buckeye. He um, he honestly is, is such, or he was, or he is. I mean, he has since passed. And I know that my son, my oldest son, lives on through my grandfather. Um, he was a very humble man, asked for nothing, wanted nothing, obviously to be, you know, be happy and healthy and, you know, have a nice family. But he, he was just such... Um, a mentor for me growing up. And it's not that he taught me anything specific, but he taught me how to be humble. He taught me values. He taught me how to appreciate life and to not want. I mean, it's, it's, it wasn't about material things growing up. So I, um, I have the utmost respect for this man, just a gentle, gentle, gentle man. And everybody to this day speaks very highly of him. So I'm, I'm honored to be part of his bloodline no oh, that's cool yeah sharing his dna so he's uh, 14 years old approximately when he came here and uh was it his dream just to, to i mean to go on a boat or get on a ship get on a boat 
uh, I'm, I'm assuming he came with family or did he come by himself? I mean, I've heard some stories. So um, did what was um, the story there? He came there? here with his cousin. He came here with his cousin and then um, his siblings, which he had his sister and two other brothers, followed later. And then his parents came later. So my grandfather and his cousin were the first ones to come to America. Wow. How old was his cousin? Do you know? They were about the same age. Maybe he was a year or two older, so it wasn't, you know, a huge age difference, but they traveled together by themselves. That's amazing. You know, you know, I was uh, thinking when you were telling me that, do you remember how we always have get our learners from it to drive a car, right? They came on yes. a ship or a boat, right? I'm sure they didn't have their learners from it to board that boat, but uh, wow, mm-hmm. that's amazing. You come from good stuff there, girl. Um, I you know, do. And, very proud. <laughs> yeah. And it took faith to come here. And what a journey. I mean, did he ever share with you what he thought, why they came here? Or did any of you, their, your family, your aunts or, you know, I'm sure your aunts and uncles, because you, he had brothers and sisters, did they share with you what was their reason? I mean, I think I would know, but what do you think? Well, so my grandfather grew up, like I said, in a very small little town in the region of Abruzzo, Italy. And okay. it was a um, mountainous region. He um, grew up on a farm raising pigs, um, and that's, that's what he did. Like, he, they were farmers, and he wanted to do more than farm. He, um, we, we still have family back in that same little town who I actually had the opportunity of meeting, and they showed me around the town. They showed me the church he was baptized in, where my grandfather went, you know, to his, you know, primary education and, um, you know, the streets that he would walk and the little shops that were still there. So it was really cool. But, you know, the baseline was that they, they wanted to have an opportunity, as you opened up the show today, to have some freedom and to experience what America could offer that they couldn't get at that time back in Italy. Right. right. Um, and. He did have some other relatives that came here, you know, before him, obviously, because they were able to settle down with them until they, you know, got there on their own two feet. But um, it, it was just a journey that I, I I can't even imagine doing at that age, let alone doing it at all. Well, you got a two 14-year-olds, 14 and 15, coming over here by themselves uh, from a mountainous, mountainous uh, countryside, I'm, I'm assuming, and uh, I, I can't believe that myself. And they got here. Did they speak English or did they have to learn English or do you know? They had to learn English. They did not know one sense of English. So they, you know, did their best to like, you know, kind of motion with the best they could and, you know, had, you know, some interpreters, you know, with them. Um, but yeah, my grandfather went to school and learned English. I still have his little certificate where he graduated. I have his, um, the papers that he signed when he got off the boat, you know, the, I think they call it the mast. I can't remember, but there was a document that he had to sign and I have a copy of that, which is really cool. Um, yeah, it was just, you know, he, he wanted, he wanted some freedoms here in the, in the United States that he didn't have at the time back in Italy. So it it was his dream to be here. So, uh, yep. 
I, I like that. And I know that, um, you know, coming over there and learning, learning, learning all the things you learn and to become a citizen, right? So you had to apply for citizenship. It must have been easier then than it is now. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm looking at it differently, too, as well. But so your grandpa and then he met your grandma and uh, they got married and had uh, had you and, um, and you know, you guys, you had grandchildren, um, or you have two children, and uh, legacy lives on. And then they married, and father-in-law, you got an interesting family. I'm sorry, myself there. Father-in-law, uh, you got a great story. So that you know, was what did he come here? So that uh, challenge with me about him. So, what, what's your story? Tell us about that one. So my father-in-law, um, he was actually born here in the States. His heritage, though, is of German, Irish, and Welsh, I believe. Um, but he fought in World War II and was actually a prisoner of war during that time. And I remember um, hearing stories about, you know, how they didn't have anything to eat. And when he, you know, like they slept on cold concrete floors and, the fact that he, you know, survived that, he um, ended up receiving the Purple Heart. So that was, um, you know, it's obviously an honor to have that type of recognition, but at the same time, the struggles that he, you know, went through, you know, for that acknowledgement. I, I just can't imagine, I can't imagine having to live in those kind of conditions. Um, the, I can tell you when... Um, I first met him, and I would go over to their house for dinner. He wouldn't leave a crumb of food on his plate. I mean, like, not one crumb of food. He was basically starved to death pretty much when he was in He was in, in a concentration camp. camp. What, what, yes. Wasn't he? I mean, interrupt you, but he was yes. in a concentration camp. Not Jewish, mm-hmm. though, I, because people don't realize that. They, took, they, they had 11,000 people in a concentration camp, the numbers, that went to concentration camps. And 6,000 of them were Jewish, and gosh, you know, they, but there was another 5,000 that were different, you know, different races of people, and for whatever reason, they were put mm-hmm. in a concentration camp, too, and your father-in-law was one of those folks, right, or people, if I'm remembering yes. correctly. Yes, okay. he was, and yeah. he was actually, the way that, um, from what I understand, the way that his, like, title was in the military was he was a corporal, so he had a pretty high standing in the military, um, which, again, I'm very, very proud of and, and honored to be a part of. He was the most, he and my grandfather were very parallel in their personalities and their demeanor, you know, just the fact that, you know, we've got these freedoms, we don't take anything for granted, we are so appreciative for everything that we have, and, you know, just to be respectful of, you know, each other and to, you know, don't just again, just life for granted because of what they had to go through to get these freedoms that we have here now that, you know, I, I don't take for granted and I'm not, you know, saying anybody does, but I just have to keep reminding myself what we have in this country, we can't take for granted. It's just, it's absolutely an awesome place to live and very appreciative for what this country has given to us. Oh, yeah. A- amen to that. You're right. So I, I hear what you're saying, and, uh, 
you know, and, and I, I'm, I'm assuming I, at some point in time, your, your father your, or your grandfather probably read the Constitution of the United States, freedom of speech, uh, rights bear arms, and there's, there's a whole other list of amendments, um, you know, that you and I have talked about. And how important is that, and how did it affect your, um, how did it affect your family with that? Do you mind me asking? Oh, no, you don't mind you asking at all. No, I, I just think it goes back to the fact that my grandfather, you know, specifically would do anything and everything to be a United States citizen. And he didn't take any of the guidelines that were set forth in the Constitution and all the amendments lightly. You know, he honored it. He honored the flag. He... Um, he was an officer in their little, like their little Italian club that all his buddies had. When they first, when everybody came over, they started their own little like Italian club, and he was an officer in the club, and he held that flag to the highest standard, and he, you know, respected it with everything he had. I love that. That's great. I I, I love that, uh, Lisa. And so your 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 dad your dad did that. Your kids, uh, you said your son is like him, and I appreciate that too as well. Um, and the other thing is, is that uh, um, they, your your dad, you, their grandfather, taught you guys about how it is, how important it is to respect and to um, and be grateful. Assuming because he had to come over here, which is given to us. I mean, I was given my American citizenship from the first day I got here. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he had to really work for his. Um, let me ask you a question. Do you feel that that, how do you feel about that? You know, like what we have now to do, like I'm here, you're here, you were born in this country. What about the people that have to come to this country that um, uh, that are not born here? Do you think they're, what, do you feel like there's uh, a difference with that? Or tell me what you feel, you know? Like, well, again, you know, this is just my personal opinion. Um, I, I take this back to my grandfather. You know, he came to this country and did everything he needed to do to become a United States citizen. And he was very honored and very proud right. to say that he was. Um, you know, I, I just, I think it's important that we don't take for granted what this country offers to us as citizens. And because we are born here, you know, we are automatically a United States citizen. So I admire anybody who wants to be in our country. And I would want to be in our country. Obviously, I'm here. I love being in our country. And, you know, I just, you know, my, my suggestion is, is, you know, if this is your passion and this is what you want to do, then, you know, follow what our ancestors did. You know, my grandfather is just an example of saying, this is what I want, and I'm going to do whatever it takes for me to be a United States citizen. So I like I, your grandfather. I grew up in a family where we, you know, we followed the rules. We followed the guidelines. If we're supposed to do this, then we do it. If we're not supposed to do this, then we don't do it. So th- that's just how I grew up. I love that. Lisa, that's amazing and wonderful. And I know that your um, – your your grandfather learned English. That wasn't his. I mean, he had to come here and learn it. Uh, can you imagine doing that? People, I was, I'm blown away by that. 
uh, two 14-year-olds, uh, 14 or 15, however old they were, they were under the age of 18, and they yes, figured it right. You know, so, um, and uh, your father-in-law got the Purple Heart. He was in a concentration camp, but he wasn't Jewish. So I was like, I, that's a story in itself right there. And uh, and you've got a new husband right now who loves you and adores you, and you guys have big discussions about that, um, I'm sure, about the, what's going on in our country. Um, what do you feel like uh, one thing that you do that helps helps you be the best you can be every morning? I know you got a new grandson. Prayer, too, prayer, yeah. and whoever know. you know, and whoever people pray to or meditate or you know whatever, you know, we as individuals do to help ourselves through the day. For me, it's prayer. It's, okay. Um, prayer. It's my faith. Uh, I do have an amazing husband. I have to say, I I adore this man. He has been uh, such a rock and a solid foundation for me through a lot of ups and downs in my life. And through, you know, things that are happening in our world, you know, our world, not just our country, but in our world, you know, we look at each other and are grateful for what we do have. And we don't right. pine for more. You know, we, we're not materialistic people. I mean, yes, we like nice things, but, you know, I, I just am very grateful and thankful for what I do have. And um, if I can help somebody you know, do better for themselves than I, I'm willing to do that because I, I feel it's so important that we stay firm and that we respect and appreciate all the good in our life and right. try to focus on the, the light, try to focus on the blessings. That's not to say that we don't all have our struggles because Lord knows I do. I think we all have some struggles at some point. Um, I've been listening a lot to some ministries through Joyce Meyer. I don't know if people are familiar with her, but her ministries have been life-changing for me. I have her downloaded on my phone, and <laughs> I, 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 really do, I really do trust in the Lord, and that's how I live my life. You know, I appreciate that because I think prayer is really important. I meditate and pray because uh, when you pray, you're asking. When you meditate, you're listening. And I, I appreciate that. And I know Joyce Meyer. She is a character. I love her. Uh, but she inspires me. <laughs> and she goes, uh, I just adore her. Uh, and who's the other guy I really like? He's, uh, he, uh, he, he says he used to be a thug, and now he's, um, he's a spiritual, deeply spiritual man, Tony Gaskins. And, uh, you know, I'm not religious. I'm just I'm spiritual. And, I'll, you know, I, I tell people, I pray to. I pray to Howard, our father. Howard, uh, who be in heaven, Howard be thy name, right? Howard hallowed, mm-hmm. and Howard Yeshua, and uh, uh, Jesus, and Holy Spirit, which I always call holy. So holy, you there? Let's pray. Let's talk about this. But And the angels, because God's got a lot of angels, and I've seen them since I was three. So we all have access to that. All we have to do is just pray and ask um, and just and thank, right? Thank, thank uh, God for that. We're going through some real challenging times right now, I know. And so prayer has been a real answer for me, uh, and I know that for you. And moving forward, uh, what would you like to see to happen? I, in your, in your, in your ideas, that's okay to ask. Um, gosh, and my, um, let's see, in my ideal world, what would I like to see happen? Yes. I would like to see, yes. Yeah. I, I guess. Well, I don't shouldn't say I guess. What I would like to see happen 
is that the respect for each other needs to resurface. Um, To me, that's the key. And I think there's been a a lack of respect, um, not not just for um, our country, but there's been a lack of respect for each other. And I've unfortunately been in a situation where I've not had respect for, you know, views or thoughts or ideas. And it's been a challenge, as you know, you and I have talked at length about it. I, I just, if, if I could have one wish before I would leave this earth, that okay. is that we gain respect for each other and uh-huh. value our differences. And I know that sounds cliche, but that's where I feel we are in our world today. Okay. Um, I agree with you. Respect. I think that's me missing I, I, a lot of times. I'm not saying all the time, but I do. I do. I'm with you on that one a little bit that we we're missing the respect and um, you know, in some certain situations, and we always got to respect people for their differences and also for their likenesses. I, I also know we learn by contrast, right? We know what up is because we have down. We know what um, light is, as you said, because we have dark. And uh, we've got to embrace each other. You know, I'm going to tell you this. I, I truly feel um, that uh, to keep our country amazing and great, or some people say to make, a, uh, what is it, Magda, make America great again, MAGA, um, uh, whatever you believe, it, we're going to have to band together because we've got some people or countries that are really looking at us. And uh, if, we, it's, if we stand together, link arms, we're going to be able to, you know, give a, a united front. And I think that's super important. I do. And, um, excuse me, my national bird in Florida is, uh, you can hear the sound. Sorry about that. I call that the national bird. <laughs> Right. So I think that's important too as well. There's a lot of stuff coming out about that, and I don't mean to downplay it at all. But you're right, being together, holding each other accountable, holding, linking arms, and making this country a great country, or keeping it great, whichever you feel. But we can always get better. You know what I mean? Uh, being a great country is a journey, not a destination. I feel. Um, and uh, you've been a wonderful. I think you got some of your people here. One of them is uh, trying to ask a question. Um, so I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I, uh, and then you've got some, I guess your, your sweetheart probably is listening to us too. So, um, and I appreciate that about him. And uh, what's it like to be a newlywed at Forever 21? I know you're, you're, <laughs> you are so sweet. You are so sweet. Before I get into that tree, I do want to, you know, publicly thank you and acknowledge you for your inspiration and in my life. I, I wouldn't be, in this position speaking with you right now if I hadn't found you and we haven't had the chance to talk and to talk life out. So I really want to acknowledge how much you have meant to me and the impact you've made in my life in the few short months that I've actually it's been over a year now, I think that we've gotten to know each other. So I I just wanted to thank you for that. Uh, It's it's a pleasure because I really have gotten to know you and you stand for some great things, and uh, you've attracted. Your life is representative of that. You've got a great guy. You got some. You got some great uh, family members. Uh, I love hearing the story about Michael, and uh, I think he was named after an archangel, right? Archangel Michael. I love yes. Archangel Michael. Archangel Michael. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So there yep. you go. He's my protector. <laughs> He's your protector. Um, yeah. And you got, a, you got your first grandson. I was going to 
going to say you've got your first little one. He was born a few months ago, and and so you got a great life. I want to keep it that way. So prayer, do you meditate or do you believe in meditating or, or anything like that? I do believe in meditation, yes. I don't do it as much as I probably should. Um, I really do rely on the prayer. And like I said, the ministries, um, I, I do read a lot of self-help books, you know, to help me get through. I, I have a, I'm very blessed to have a, a very close-knit circle of friends that have been um, a huge support base for me. And oh, they've nice. opened my eyes, you know, to a lot of things and how to deal with them. So, you know, I, I respect everybody's points of view. I respect everybody's differences. Like I said, I just, my, my hope and my wish is that we can continue to have the differences that we have, but to respect each other. And just because I feel one way and somebody else feels a different way doesn't mean we can't be friends or have a friendship. So I, I just, you know, again, it sounds cliche, but I, I would just like to see more respect and appreciation. I am with you on that one. So, uh, you know, the change starts with us inside. Look in the mirror inside. Who's that? Uh, Michael Jackson. That person in the mirror is the one you need to look at and link arms with the people around you passing no judgment and uh, are not any judgment and just observing and embracing each other. So we're almost out of time. Uh, so I, I'm going to say goodbye. I want you to think about things that we talked about and hopefully one day I can get her to co-host a show with me or two. So no pressure, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Therese, thank you so much. This has been an honor. I really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Uh, you've been wonderful. Thank you for being so open. I appreciate it more than you know. Take care, everybody. Bye now. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.